Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, four men and a mic edition. Hope you are all well. Uh, I'm sure everyone has been refreshing Twitter feeds like I have uh, for the past hour and a half. Uh, the meeting has just finished. Well, I say just finished about half an hour ago. The fans forum meeting has finished with Josh, Con- uh, Josh Cronkey and um, obviously uh, members of the fans forum. Um, and some some quite interesting questions um, been fired at him and some quite interesting answers that have come back. Before we get into that, introduce my guest for this evening, Tanner. How are you, sir? Very well, sir. Thank you very much for uh, having me on uh, the show this afternoon. Looking forward to getting into it. And Yeah. Not a problem. Not, not, a, problem, not a problem. The uh, obligatory. What time is it in America? <laughs> 1 p.m. 1, 1 p.m. Early afternoon PM. over here. Early afternoon. And, Six and o'clock. Bloody cold. And bloody what is yeah. It's cold yeah. here and all. Six o'clock over here in the evening, of course. You wouldn't catch me up at six o'clock in the morning, not like you mad bastards um, <laughs> over there. Um, Chris, how are you, sir? Uh, as I said to Dan yesterday, I refuse to be called Chris anymore. I'm now legacy fan number 13509890. And that's just to repeat that legacy fan one three five zero nine eight zero. I do not have a name. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I have got a pen. Right. I'll just call you legacy fan. How's that? <laughs> oh, aren't we all? Dan, how are you, sir? I I've been very busy. I've been around the bins at the back of Tesco's getting shitty bits of cardboard to write shitty messages on because uh, <laughs> I'm only half-heartedly uh, doing it. So I'm gonna. I've got Sir Tanner's gonna sort me out with some um, WWF style signs. <laughs> What's on your one, Cronky? Can you leave, please? Yeah, that... Some sweet chin music. That's what I'm gonna give him. <laughs> I'll show him the error of his ways. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. You good? Yeah, sure. I'm all right, except for me back. But we've already spoken about that. Um, 
I could tell the story, but I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay. Um, that's for a different podcast. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> Chris, sorry, legacy fan one three eight four five six two nine. The fans, the fans forum has been done. What is your first, um, your first reactions to it? Uh, absolute PR fluff, trying to salvage what is what frankly an unsalvageable situation we've heard soundbite after soundbite we have no intention of selling i mean that's probably the soundbite that depresses us all the most Mm -hmm. Uh, we've made big plans to invest you mean like the previous what is it uh nine years or ten years that you've been at the club and the investment you've made um uh, we've never had the trust of the fans but we will rebuild (laughs) <laughs> you, you've never had the trust of the fans. You can't build something that hasn't even got the foundations in place, mate. Um, yeah, on the, on the ESL as well. You know, next time we'll consult with fans. Oh, you mean the engagement that the, of the fans that you you've done previously up until this point? Yeah, that's right. You know, some token, some token statements on the official site, or Josh Cronky telling us two years ago to be excited. Was this was this what we were supposed to be excited about? Yeah, I know. The best one for me is, um, sorry, now while I look at it, because I have it written down, um, we haven't engaged with the fans because of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's my best one. That's my favourite one. Like, have you never heard of Zoom? Have you ever never heard of YouTube? Have you ever heard of Twitter? Have you ever heard of Facebook? That's why I've in the last year, because yeah. uh, of the pandemic. I can't, I can't get Yeah, you it. can't do it, just in case you touch the screen and you get COVID. That's it. Um, <laughs> You know, get yourself a Twitter account, Josh. Yeah. Do you know? There you go. Done. Communicate. That's all it takes. Do you know? Just a bit of a bit of communication. So that's my, you know, that's my favourite one. Um, also, we believe we are fit to go forward. Um, we were put in a difficult situation by sources outside the club. But you are the what? Tana, what, what? Try to help me fathom what he means by that, please. Because I, I, I'll say this: the more that I read from these comments that um, Perez makes, the, the the president of of Real Madrid, I start to think that they may have been the driving force behind this. That the Spanish clubs really may have been the driving force behind this. That the the Americans, when it, when all this was first announced, I I legitimately said to myself. This is this is the American owners in England pushing this forward because it's a wholly American sports league system format. That's this is what they're looking for. But the more that I the more that I hear from Perez, I'm starting to think that that Barcelona and Madrid were the driving force here. And when you look at how much they're in debt, that answers that boy that that tells you a lot in in my opinion. But now everything that that Josh said today is, is nothing more than, than reading from the, the, the same script that every player gets when they get to a professional sports club, franchise team, whatever you want to call it. Okay. When you go in front of the media, here's the list of things that you say, you know, Hey, tell us about your two goals today. Oh, well, it was, it was a great team effort. You know, the boys played real well defensively, blah, blah, blah. It it's, it's just, it's straight out of the PR playbook. Um, and how do you rebuild something that was never built in the first place? To, to be fair, you you say that, that you recognize this was the uh, Peter 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 Peter. Uh, um, he's I, 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 
Everybody would recognize his name if I said it. I know his first name is Peter. You said you have betrayed our trust, but let me be very clear. We have never trusted you or KSE. How will you try to improve your relationship with fans? I want to get back to London. I want to do this. I am aware we never had trust. We need to build a bridge. We will. Um, okay. So you've had now 15 years to do this. Why all of a sudden now are you deciding that, that now is the right time? To, to try to to build a relationship with with fans with with the supporters and and I and let me be very clear I said this on Tuesday during the same old Arsenal USA show the Cronkies are good owners of American sports teams they don't understand the European football model well enough to be good owners over there their clubs over here in America are successful they're competitive and they're run well within the within the structures of the American leagues that they exist in. But over there, they're trying to do what they do here over there. It's just not going to work. And I, I cannot. I've defended these guys for a long time. Maybe it's because I'm American. They're American. I want to see it work. No more. I No more. Sorry. Went on way too long. No, not at all, mate. Not at all. That's what we're here for. Danny, um, after... After the, the the questions and answers had finished, I kind of sat back and said, do you know what? There were some good questions in there. Perhaps there was not enough questions as well. There was, I think some some people might have missed a trick with some, with, with some questions. I've come away from that thinking to myself, and this is just my opinion, that hopefully he's gone away um, and has, has got to do a lot of thinking and has got to do a, a lot of realising about who he is and, and, and who he owns. And also that, am I mad in thinking that this Super League announcement might just be, or the Super League announcement and the way it crumbled and the way now that they are the Cronkies are now <clears throat> public enemy number one, could this be a little bit of a secret, a little blessing in disguise that it happened. No, <clears throat> no, I don't think so. This whole thing reminds me. Remember a few years ago, the thank you very much for your your inquiries about our business or your concern about our business. There was some quote like that. Thank you for our, your interest in our affairs. That's it. Yeah. Yep. That's um. It's uh. Oh, my God. Oh, there you go. It's something that um, Akil asked them. Oh, Akil, who was at, um, it's uh, the number one, the number zero, A K H I L I L on Twitter. Go and give him a follow. He's just he just hit twenty thousand today. Well done. He's brilliant. He says this quote from him: "Do you not understand English football? You do not interact with the fans. You have no clue. English football is clearly not for you. You should leave." That's what he said to them. For me, that sums it all up. And a friend of, uh, of all of ours, Sophie, said they ripped the heart out of Saint Louis. When they move the Rams, they give zero. Well, she's put zeros, but she means zero fucks about the Colorado Rapids and the Denver Nuggets. Why care about Arsenal? Uh, that for that that sums up how I think. Fair comment. Yeah. yeah, fair comments. He, nothing's going to change because why would it? he's not here in the first place? Like Tanner was suggesting, if it's an American team, then he's going to be around. Then we can put more pressure on because he's an American and American team and, and, and living in the country. Over here, he can just go. What's that? They're not happy. Oh, let them eat cake. I'm busy. Yeah. That's it. That's what he's going to do. He, he, no fucks yeah. are given. 
and he's just going to come out with platitudes the entire time and go, yeah, poor you, yo, yeah, we, um, we, that it's like the government where they go, yeah, lessons have been learned. Fuck off, have they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Dan changes my mind there in an instant um, about the way I feel <laughs> about that. Um, so, um, legacy fan one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, you can call me Chris now. Yeah. Oh, I, all right, okay, all right, okay. Obviously, that bridge, you know, the bridge, the bridge is burnt. There's no, I mean, he talks about coming back and, you know, he's going to build it and he wants to come back to London and he wants to build bridges and he wants to be here for the fan base and he wants to go to more fans forums and this, that and the other. It's just a load of, it is a load of PR fluff to, you know, it's what we want to hear, isn't it? You know, as an Arsenal fan, some Arsenal fans will, like me, other than about 10 seconds ago, would have sat back and gone, oh, great. Oh, he's actually, you know, he's actually thinking about us and he, and he might actually do something. You know, the odds of him actually, the odds of the Cronkies actually doing something um, is slim to none, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I don't see how, why they're holding on to us anymore because it's quite obvious that this European Super League has been in the wings now for God knows how many years. Years and years and years and years. He knew what he was doing. He bought us because he wanted to put us in the European Super League and make billions, you know, billions and billions out of Arsenal just by just by us going into this Euro into this European Super League. But now what's happened is we're the broken piece of his chessboard now. He can't play chess with us anymore. We're broken. That's it. Done. Gone. See you later. Why bother hold on to us anymore? I think, and I hope I'm going to be. I hope I'm right. I hope that the Josh Cronky stuff is all, as you said, a load of PR fluff, a load of rubbish, and that they are going to sell because we're worthless to them now. Arsenal Football Club is worthless to the Cronkies now. What is it that we offer them now? We, we're not going into no European Super League. They can't make billions out of us. Why wouldn't they want to sell us? Oh, that's an interesting one. So I wouldn't quite call us worthless because, and let's use your chess piece analogy, uh, imagine if you've got like a chess piece which is from the Ming Dynasty or something like that, and you've got a couple of broken bits, it's still going to fetch a, a tidy sum. And the older that it gets, the more it appreciates. Uh, what worries me more than anything else is that I, I fully believe that this is platitudes that they're trying to deliver and that they will do nothing. They will, you know, be excited. Two years ago, we're coming up to bollocks. Sorry to say that, but that's absolute bollocks. My view is that. They're 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 look they're looking at this and thinking we've fudged this big time, but if you only have to look at what some of the other teams are saying, so Laporta, Joan Laporta, Juan Laporta, who's the Barcelona guy, he's come out today and said um, the European Super League is an absolute must. So this isn't off the table. All we've done is we've kicked the can down the road a little bit, and so the Cronkies are thinking to themselves, well, let's 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 think about this. We have not had to invest any of our own money into the club. Um, our money, our, the club is worth 2.8 billion, um, and our share price has increased by about 400 million, depending on uh, you know who you read and stuff like that. Um, providing that we don't get relegated, this club will still keep ticking over, and we will keep we'll keep our connections to, and it's clear that he's made these connections with the, the Spanish clubs as well. We'll keep our connections close to them because when it does become round to the next uh, iteration of 
let's have a closed NFL style shop, but in uh, in soccer, um, then that's exactly what they'll go for. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I mean, it's not Don't worry, you. Chris. None taken. <laughs> so, what do we yeah. make then of what do we make then of Mikhail Arteta's? Mikel Arteta was asked, has, has Josh Kroenke, Tanner, I'll come to you on this one, has Josh Kroenke, has, has, has Stan Kroenke been in contact with you? Uh, Mikel Arteta says, yes, they've rung, they've apologised to me, we move on. Um, what, what, what do you make of that? Mikel Arteta has a job to do. It, it does not involve, you know, what, what league are we going to compete? What, what, what league could be created next year that, that we can compete in things like that. Um, actually, I think, you know, Mikel Arteta is brilliant in the fact that he created on his own and got 11 other clubs involved, a European super league to detract from the fact that we drew full and one, one at home last weekend. <laughs> a- absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Look, if, if you, if that doesn't tell you that he's, <clears throat> excuse me, the man for the job, then I, I don't know what will convince you. I, I kid. Um, it, he has a job to do. It's that simple. And the players have a job to do. Um, and that that job is is on the pitch. And I think from his standpoint, it's I can't change what is – I can't change the outside noise. I have to focus here. And we have a job to do here because there is still – an opportunity to qualify for the Champions League next year um, if we win the Europa League. In a worst-case scenario, we need to continue to play for a higher position in the domestic league, number one, for more money, number two, in the hopes that we could secure at least another year of Europa League competition for the money. So I don't look too much into Mikel Arteta's comments because at the end of the day, he didn't have a say in the club moving into this Super League and he has to focus on his job at hand. He can't be bothered with these things off the pitch. So yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people. I mean, I went on a me and Lee went on an Everton channel earlier this uh, earlier this afternoon, and um, I think I might have upset him a little bit because he was he was talking about the Super League, and he was talking about oh, what do you guys think about you know Arsenal's inclusion in this, and what did it mean for you know how do you feel about. Um, the other 14 clubs, you know, not being too happy about it. So, to which my response was, well, hang on a minute. If, if, if you're bored, if Everton were invited into the Super League, you'd have been there with us. Oh, no, 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 no. Our board said that we weren't going into that. I said, oh, it's very easy to say that now. Now you've seen the reaction and now you've seen the repercussion. Very easy for a fellow to come out the day after and go, cool, well, we wouldn't have had none of that. You know, People have got to realise there's nothing to do with Mikhail Arteta. There's nothing to do with the players. This is nothing to do with... How can I say this properly? Um, well, no, it's got nothing to do with Arsenal Football Club. It's got everything to do with the greedy bastards that are running us. And it, it's as simple as that. I mean, Danny, the players have been uh, apologised to uh, by Vinay uh, yesterday. I mean... What must they be thinking, the players? I mean, Arteta says that they've been apologised to um, and they're, they're, they're all on board and, they're, you know, they're fully focused on tomorrow night's game. What must they be thinking to, to think that they've got owners and Arteta, to be honest with you, that they've got owners that would try and sneak try and sneak them in a back door to put them into a competition that they, they know nothing about? How are the players feeling about all this, do you think? 
Well, you're right about Evan. With um, isn't Mashiri and Usmanov involved with Evan? Exactly, and they've just built yeah. a new ground as well. Yeah. One year's participation in the Euro- European Super League pays for their stadium. So please don't tell me any other club. I don't care if it's Brighton, Villa, anyone in in the league. If your chairman is offered three hundred and fifty million pounds a year for twenty two years, you're going in. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going in. They're all similar owners. West Ham would have done it. Um, I think that, that most of the clubs there would have done it. There's very few clubs at the top level that are like, owned by the likes of Sir Jack Walker of Blackburn. He would have said, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Anyway, um, Bellerin did a tweet, didn't he? And Bellerin yeah. said that he wasn't happy about it. I think um, Henderson, um, the, the Liverpool right. captain, he's done a tweet about it. Um, Ian Wright, is uh, yeah. more often than not a voice for the Arsenal fans. He's come out and he's disgusted. And Charles Watts today was uh, someone asked him, "Will uh, Arsenal cut their ties with Ian Wright because of Ian Wright's been uh, what he's come out and said about it?" I think everyone has just realised. Everybody who wasn't sure about how the way this club is just used as a, a cash cow, or no, as as to, to fluff his um his portfolio of stuff that he owns. That's what it's there for. He only he used loans to buy the club, and so. It's not like he's gone and used his hard-earned cash like someone who's come up through, uh, worked their ass off all their life, saved up enough money and bought a club and they've invested their own money into it. It's not. We're just a commodity for him. And if anybody was unsure about that, you are now. And if Arteta and the players must look at that and go, he hasn't consulted us at all because Arteta, I mean, even Jurgen Klopp had no idea. Mm. And when you've got a manager who's turned your club back into one of the best teams in the world, in the last few years and won the Champions League and, and won the Premier League and I'm going to go on and probably win some more stuff. When you haven't even had the... I mean, maybe you could understand them not saying anything to Arteta because he's been manager for, what, 18 months? <clears throat> he's very new to it all. He was only put in because I think he was the cheap option, the easy option, and, and maybe they'd buy some favour with the fans by putting him in. But when you've got other managers that are going, I do nothing about this, it just, just shows the contempt that the people have for the, for, for the people who uh, who love the club. They don't care. They don't care about any of their stuff. At the moment, Sophie's having a, a disagreement with Michael from You Are My Arsenal about the state of the clubs at the moment. And Michael is saying that they are in quite a good position, the Nuggets and Colorado. And she's saying, well, for years they've been rubbish and had no investments. I know Andy from the Gooners pod, he's a, a, um, a, a Colorado fan in MLS. Well, they're his local team. But it's just a whole thing. Is I, could, I kind of get the feeling that this is all a little bit rushed. You know, like someone has a, the newspaper guy, I've got pictures of you riding naked on a horse through the high street. And you go, well, you either come out and tell everyone you were doing it or we're going to do it. But to, to, for all the clubs to announce this, just as we've got four clubs in the eight European semifinals, four English clubs are in there. All of those clubs are the ones that are going to do it. I wonder if someone forced their hand or something got out because all they did was have one poxy website I mean, we could have knocked up a better website than they have. It's nothing special. But why announce it now? That's what I want. That's what I'm, the, the whole thing about it. Something's not right. I still think there's more to come out about what's happened. I, I, I think I, this I, is absolute yeah. money. This is land grabbing for me. And this is COVID. It's, this is why it's despicable because it's they've seen an opportunity through covid to actually take advantage of this. That's my genuine gut feel. Just to touch on a bit before I sorry, go back to you, Craig, that uh, Everton fan that was saying about that, I do find it interesting that all of these other clubs are, are talking, the 14 other clubs are talking like that. Um, if you recall Project Big, Big Picture, which was last year, 
one of the one of the parts of project big, big picture was i believe a bigger fund a bigger pot for the efl clubs yes. so a bit more of a distribution and all of the 14 other premier league clubs or the or most of the premier league clubs voted against that they're all self-serving their own interest they're all self-serving their own interest because they want to give Snaffle up as much money as possible. So if any fan from any club thinks that their club owners wouldn't say, we'll take all of that money, then they're wrong. However, that's this. let me just, just be clear. This is not me trying to legitimise what KSE have done. Uh, if anybody who knows me and read any of the stuff or heard me talk about them in the recent years, I have not trusted them from day one. I've wanted them gone for a long, long time. Uh, but I'm just just kind of backing up, I guess, you there, Craig, that, you know, Everton and Everton as a collective and, and, and the owners, you know, they were the ones that voted down this project big picture as well because they want to take as, keep as much revenue at the top table as possible. There you go. There you go. I well, mean, does does any does anybody else find it funny that all six dropped out at the same time? All six clubs dropped out at the same time. Does anybody find it funny that they're all in know, contact with each other? Though, of course they, yeah. they are. Yeah, you know, the I mean, the only the only the, the, I mean the only clubs it doesn't affect in the sense of backlash and fan backlash for me is. Um, is Chelsea and Manchester City. Now, I know we saw a load of Chelsea fans out there protesting um, about the European Super League and all this business. But if you actually sit down and think about it, Chelsea and Manchester City fans have still got nothing to worry about because they've got a fella who is ready to buy Harry Kane for 200 million if the chance arises. Oh, uh, 200 million, is it? Oh, no problem. There's 205. Keep the five for yourself for your troubles. You, you, You know... That this kind of Manchester City and Chelsea can go out and buy anyone they want. So for me, the two clubs that actually put the spanner in the works would make sense that it's Manchester Manchester City and Chelsea. They actually took a step back and went, well, actually, you know, this this is causing a bit of a stir. This do we really need the money? No, we don't really need the money. We'll probably just pull out of this. I think, don't you? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if UEFA have put brown envelopes under the door. You know, there you go, son. Have that. Pull out of this, will you? You can have that cash. Keep it. No, no, I don't want to know anything about it. I don't know where it came from. It just landed there. It's got your name on it. It must be yours. This kind of thing, you know? Um, I find that quite strange. Uh, that They all dropped out. Boom, 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 boom. One after the other. Yet, Barcelona stayed in it. Real Madrid stayed in it. Milan in it. Milan. Juventus stayed in it until a couple of days later. I don't know. Tanner, where does it leave Arsenal then in the league? Where do the, We're obviously going to have to come under some punishment. Whether this punishment is that they relegate us, whether this punishment is that they stop us from playing European football. Are they going to deduct, deduct us 50 points? Uh, you know, I mean, we have to face the consequences, unfortunately. This is the, you know, this is the thing that's unfortunate to us as the fans, unfortunate to the players, unfortunate to Mikel Arteta. Um, they are the ones who are going to have to, you know, they're the ones that are going to have to face the facts and, and and deal with the consequences. Yeah, I realistically, I, I think the only thing that can that can realistically be done here is some sort of a fine that the Cronkies will have to pay. Um, I will say, well, from sorry the- to come across you there. He has said. Um, he has said today at the fans forum that all costs, 
yeah. um, that has been come from it will be covered by Stan Kroenke or him or whatever. Yeah. No cost to the club whatsoever. And um, they'll just take out another. They'll just take out whatever the value is on uh, consultancy yeah, fees. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, no worries. Um, it, somewhere there has to be language written into the agreement between the the clubs and the football association, the Premier League as a separate entity, with something like this. You, you're they're not going to be able to just make it up as they go. So. If the language is written in that, hey, if you decide that you're going to play in an unsanctioned competition, well, is it the decision to play in the unsanctioned competition or is it actually physically playing in the unsanctioned competition? So if it's, well, we never played in an unsanctioned competition. We agreed to, to move forward with it, but we never, never actually did it. So what, what ramifications does that really hold? And if and if the Premier League, if the FA, if UEFA, any of these governing bodies decide to come in and hand down a punishment that the clubs feel, because mind you, it's going to be all six clubs. It's not going to be, well, we're going to do this to Arsenal. We're going to do this to City. We'll do this to Chelsea. We'll do this to, to United and so on. Um, I think the scum have been punished enough. Just, well, they can never be punished enough. But let's face it, they everybody laughed at them. You know, all, all the jokes being out there. Uh, with with those lot, but um, no, I, I punishment wise, I'll be honest. I'm not sure there's going to be any punishment because I just I'm not sure there's any legal ramifications that the government that the governing bodies of football have at this point. And if they try to lay something down that where there's no language written in for, then the club can just simply take them to court and say you can't do this to us. So that I, you know. T- I just don't see what – I don't know what language, if any, is written in. So at this point, what would – I will say this. If the six clubs were relegated, that's a death sentence to the Premier League, mm-hmm. an absolute death sentence. I mean, it, it just – television money will – Yeah. That it, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that just messes with the entire system for the next decade or more. Um, finding them seems to be – the most realistic option, perhaps transfer bans for the next three seasons, five seasons. Oh, that one affect us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Chelsea, um, Chelsea pensioners are going to be gutted. They ain't got a time yeah. at home to come to. Then, and, City, and City will just fight it in court and, you know, pay off the judge and, you know, they'll, their, their transfer ban will be lifted. But um, they'll get compensation. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, Punishment. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you yeah. on that. I'm with you on that. I don't think they can take us. I, I, I don't think they can take the big six out of the league. It will just be you know, like like Tanner says. It will just cause ramification for you know year upon year upon year. But I mean, no one's no disrespect to the rest of the league, but you know, no one's going to sit down on a Sunday afternoon, crack open a beer to watch Burnley and Leicester. Um, that's you know, that's no disrespect to Burnley and Leicester. You need Arsenal, Man United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool, and that other lot. Probably not so much them um, in the league. You know, to make it watchable again with Europe. I mean, would they dare take those clubs out of Europe? Okay, you've still got your PSGs, your Barca's. Your, you know, but it, would it really be what it's been all these years without the English clubs? Um, Dan, it's fair to say, mate. But Mikhail Arteta has probably had to put up with more 
<laughs> at Arsenal Football Club in the last 18 months <laughs> than anything that's ever happened in our club for the last 20 years. It's true. I and mean, if you were playing football manager and it came up world pandemic and then your your most expensive players are going to not play and then they're going to get injured and then, then the, the, uh, the little note comes up on football manager, by the way, your club has decided to leave the football league and the Premier League and you're going to go and play in the European competition with no money. With, with players that can barely cope in the Europa League, we're going to go and play in the, uh, with 10 of the best teams in the world. And, well, not 10 of the best because the, the Germans and the French didn't want to have anything to do with it. So, yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting book if he ever writes it if, with, with what's happened and all that. Like, I thought um, the, the point about what's going to happen to the clubs, if uh, you've got two ways to look at this. The FIFA, I mean, the Premier League have gone FFP. We can't, we can't enforce that because we can't afford the lawyers. And they lost face with that. And then it's going to come, what are we going to do with this lot? If they don't do anything, then they're going to be the laughing stock because then they've got Man City. Man City are the biggest power in world sport, I would imagine. They've got more money than any other club. And if you try and put sanctions against Man City, you're going to lose. If you do nothing, you're going to lose. They're in a no no win situation, so you've got to go and do what's going to take the less damage to you. So maybe uh, I think the only thing they can do is a fine. They can't deduct points. If you if you if you find a team like Man City, they're not going to care, are they? They're going to go. Would you like it in cash or would you like yeah. it in the, in, yeah. in saving stamps? That's, exactly. that's the only thing they can do. But I, I think the I would like maybe because uh, I'm a bit of an anarchist. I'd love to see them all relegated. But there again. Next season, three are going to come up, so the championship's fucked for next year. But then you've got, if we put six down at the championship, are they going to put six back up, or are they going to use this as an excuse to make the Premier League into 18 teams? I mean, that's going in an entire direction that's never going to happen, but I would relegate them all out, teach them a lesson, but they wouldn't They wouldn't care. It's, it's going to be money. Well, yeah, exactly. one, one, one other option, and it's, and it's back to money, and, and it's laughable, but it is an option on the table. Your your position, your 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 final position in the league table, uh, dictates how much money you get from the league itself. They could just simply knock the, the six in whatever position they finish, all the way down. So City, theoretically, instead of getting, you know, the instead of getting top dollar for winning the league, now all of a sudden they're getting the the money in from fourteenth. Move everybody I think it's up about two million a spot. Yeah, whatever it is. So everybody moves up. The six move down, whatever order they finish in. Unfortunately, we be we would be last in that situation at the moment. Um, but that's something else that that maybe could be done. And again, City, again, Chelsea, they they, yeah. they they laugh at this. It's just, exactly. Oh, no, really? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, it's, it's well, another well, option on the yeah. table. Yeah. You know, um, Chris, what would be your you know your look at sanctions and punishments? What's going to happen? Um, what's the well, best thing to do? You know. Do you know what? I think what Tanner said was is actually a really good idea um, because it would it would hit them in the pocket. And all right, Man City and Chelsea would go a bit like meh. But all the other clubs would probably take a look. Maybe Man United as well. But the other clubs would probably be quite impacted by that. And oh, it would probably would. keep yeah. the wolves it would probably it would probably keep the wolves at the door in terms of the ire of the Premier League, other Premier League 14 teams, they'd absolutely love it. Can you imagine if so? Who's, who would be top of that table, Dan? You did it, didn't you? Leicester would be top right now. Leicester, yeah. West Ham. Yeah, Leicester, West Ham runners up. Yeah. So you'd then have those those teams, all right, 
West Ham, you haven't got, let's just say, let's say the league table finishes as it is right now. You've got Chelsea in fourth, you've got West Ham in fifth. West Ham, you haven't managed to get Champions League, but you have got an extra, what's that, like six, eight million quid um, because we're pushing you up the league. So, you know, it would be a bitter pill to swallow if you're West Ham, uh, but at least, or Le- Leicester, but at least you're getting a, a bit of a kickback. And for those other teams, you're getting punished. You can't, you can't dock points because can you imagine if, again, let's take the league table as it, as it lies now. Chelsea are in fourth. You dock them, I don't know, 10 points. And suddenly they're out of the Champions League and they're missing how many tens of millions, right? It doesn't impact Chelsea as much. But can you imagine the, the, the legal ramifications of Chelsea's lawyers going and saying, wait a second, you've essentially cost us tens of millions of pounds for something that hasn't happened, or just something that we essentially have just put on our website? Because we haven't actually, like Tanner said, we haven't actually done anything. We said we were going to do something. It lasted 20, 48 hours and we didn't do it. And and you're telling me that we got to get kicked out. So, yeah, it, it, it doesn't work. I think it will be hit them in the pocket. I really love that idea, though, of um, hit them in the pocket like that. Don't just hit them with an arbitrary million pound fine. Just drop, drop all of their, uh, drop all of them financially into the bottom six. And, and let's also remember one other thing here, that, that the people that need to be punished are the owners, not yes. the players, not yes. the coaches, not even I've, I've seen people calling for Vinai and, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but you know who I'm talking about. I've seen people calling for Vinai to to resign this. I don't think he had anything to do with this. Uh, he's at the end of the day. Unfortunately, he's just sort of the guy that's at the top of the of the arsenal hierarchy that we actually get to see on a somewhat regular basis. I don't think. I don't think anything should should happen to him yeah. at all either. But you, if you you start deducting points and changing places in the table and things like that, it, nobody nobody's going to. That's not a punishment. That, that everybody's going to look at the table. But, but Manchester, they but they still won. They were the best mm-hmm. team. They they they're the champions. They won the league. That it is what it is. You can knock them down all you want on paper and just write it in. Well, they were up here, but now we're going to write them in down here. Hit them hit them with the money. Let the final standings read the way the final standings are. Manchester City stay top, United stay second, Leicester third. Let the table read that way. But money-wise, you you do something like what, what I suggested because you can't punish the players. Number one, they had nothing to do with this. So I think it's unfair to punish the players in terms of league position and, and the way that the final positioning is perceived. That that's just and and maybe I'm nitpicking here. No, no, no. That would, yeah, I think that would that makes complete sense. Yeah, just, the, the players just, all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. you know, Arsenal players would would all of a sudden like, wait a minute, we're 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 the last place team in the league. We're wait a minute, we didn't do anything wrong. What did we do wrong? You know, so the Italians yeah. have a good idea what to do. Remember in 05, Calciopoli, Juventus, um, Serie A champions relegated them to the next division. That's um, right. Italy mm. and France did it with Marseille. They relegated them to Serie um, to Ligue 2. And even though they won Ligue 2, they still didn't let them get promoted. They've um, In Italy, they relegated Parma back to Division 3. Um, they're so strict. My team, Palermo, they were in Serie B. And they, 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 um, some kind of financial irregularities went on. And so they were meant to be rele- they relegated to Serie C. But they did their paperwork wrong. And so they relegated them to Serie D. So they, they don't fuck around yeah. with it. The same's happened yeah. over here as well. My local club here, Cork City. Financial mm. f- financial uh, irregularities, gone. See you later. Relegated. No questions asked. Gone. Back down. Champions, double champions. 
Next season, found out. Oh, what's all this? See you later. Off you go. Took all their history. Took all their history. Took all their history away. Took the club name away. Everything. Right. If you want to start a new club in Cork, do. But as for Cork City FC, it's gone. Gone. Wipes them off. Wipes them off. Now, there was legal ramifications to that, and supporters trust came together, and this, that, and the other, and they got it all back. But Cork City had to start a new team. Basically, all the players had gone. They all left. They all got released because they couldn't afford the way. You know, there was no wage. There was no job. There was no company to work for. There was no team to play for. They had to start all over again. Um, so you know, yeah. When you look around the when you look around the world and you see you see what's happened around the world, perhaps that should happen here. Who knows? Well, look, we just don't know what's going to happen, do we? We don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm just glad that Josh Conkey had the balls. To, to sit up in front of people and take some questions. Um, obviously, tomorrow is a big thing now. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the protest at the Emirates Stadium. I mean, I've been scrolling through Twitter today and it looks like it's going to be a big one. Um, it looks like it's going to be a big one. It looks like, you know, it's going to outdo the 10 that were outside um, Tottenham's ground yesterday. Um, singing songs and buying merchandise and coming out of the shops and going, uh, why, am, why am I here again? <laughs> um, so, yeah, six o'clock tomorrow, I'm sure everyone knows, six o'clock tomorrow, get down to the Emirates Stadium if you can um, and protest um, against Stan Kroenke. Uh, what, you know, what more can we do except try and make our voices heard? While this has all yeah, been going mate. on, go on, mate, go for it. I was going to say, do you know what makes me a little bit depressed? So um, I was Dan and I were talking yesterday about what impact does actually protest make, and I genuinely felt that at least we've got our voice. We've got our voice to be heard. Yes. Hearing Josh saying we've got no intention of selling. Now I know he can't say because he's going to devalue his his asset. He can't say. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? You're right. We don't know what we're doing. So here's a, I've just stuck a big for sale sign outside London Colony mm. in the Emirates. Uh, we'll take any bidders. You know, mm. you'll get you'll get billionaires coming along saying, "Yeah, you've you've given us a, a bit. Of, you've given us some broken cannons here, so uh, we'll, we'll drop the price." He can't say that, but I don't know the way. The fact that he's fronted up today, the fact that he said that, I actually worry that they're they're going to end up hanging on to this. That's my real worry. Well, the way I look at it is this, right? Tomorrow is, tomorrow is the only thing we can do, right? We can't do it in the ground because because we, because we can't go in. Now, tomorrow, for me, tomorrow is just the start of it. It's just the start of it. Once we're allowed back in the ground, that's when it really happens. You know, that's, that's, that's when things are going to happen. We have got, we as a fan base, right, have got to stop this thing of, oh, I don't like him because he goes on AFTV. I don't like him because he goes on this channel. I don't like him. He goes on that channel. No, no, no. Stop all that. Just for one second. Stop all that. You've all got one thing in common. Whether you don't like him or not, you support Arsenal Football Club, right? I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with anyone I dislike at this particular time for the good of the club. You've got to stop all this nitpicking. Yeah. I've seen it today on Twitter. I've seen it today on Twitter. Oh, why is it always AMT mean to get interviewed? Because they're the biggest fan channel. They're the, they're the biggest non-media channel that we, you know that represents 
Arsenal fans, and you might say, well, they don't represent me. That's fine. I get that. They don't Just because they don't represent you doesn't mean they don't represent other people. Of course, Channel 4 are going to go to them. Of course, Sky Sports are going to go to them because they know that people are going to watch it because they're the biggest. Sky, it's no good Sky Sports coming to me or going to, you know, going, going to speak to someone who, who are not as big as, 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 as they are. No point. I don't, even, I don't even check the podcast emails, so they might have contacted me. You know what I'm getting at, right? It's time to unite. It's time to unite as a family. Right? Now, yes, exactly. Also, what we've got to do, we've got to do, we've got to start doing and looking at what Liverpool done. Do you remember when Liverpool, when they when they tried to rise the tickets prices, and they they done that protest where on the seventy fifth minute or something, everyone got up and walked out. And in fairness to Anfield, I would say ninety percent of that stadium got up and walked out, and that's why it worked because the owners must have been going shit. Everyone's going home. What's going on here? And someone says, well, actually, they're walking out because you put the ticket prices up. And that's a very powerful statement. Yeah, uh, Yeah. what? And it was. It was a massive statement, and it bloody worked. What about when, I forget forget who it was, we were playing in the Europa League. They said that they were going to wait outside for 10 minutes, uh, uh, protesting the price of Europa League tickets. They all waited outside for 10 minutes. They all came in. It was noticed. The, the, The price of the tickets got dropped. For away supporters, it worked. Yeah, the it more, be that difficult. The more the fan base, is, the more the fan base is divided, the worse it gets, and it's not going to work. And in the, ultimately, we won't get what we want out of it because of a divided fan base. Just unite for the common good of getting Stan Kroenke out. And once he's gone, you can go back. Business as usual. About, you, know, you, you can go back to talking about whether Mikhail Arteta is a right man or not. You can go back about whether Gunnosaurus is a Trianosaurus or is he a, <laughs> is he a Rhinosaurus or whatever he is, right? You can go back to talking about that kind of thing. But just for the common good of the club, would we just unite, please? Over I, this? I, I, I think... I mean, at least based on what I've seen over the last, so we're talking, what, 72 hours now, 96 hours. Um, I, I think a lot of people have now seen that, okay, the common enemy has has exposed themselves now. And the common enemy is is KSE. It is Stan Kroenke. Um, I, I, haven't, I have not seen anyone actually in favor of him staying. That's not true because I but put this is what I mean. This is yeah. when I said. This is when I said at the start. Has this been a bit of a this this because if this Super League thing haven't have happened, we won't be having this conversation. Yep, this protest won't be happening. So that's what I mean by is this like a little? You know, is there a bit of a silver lining to all this? That is what is it's awoken the fan base up to. Hang on a minute, this geezer is really taking the piss out of us. Do you know? I, I wish there. I wish I lived in a city that he owned a team because I would have organized a, a protest at that stadium as well. But I, I, boy, I would have loved to have seen something happen in LA outside SoFi Stadium. You know, Ars- Arsenal, Los Angeles, get out there and look. If anybody from Arsenal, LA is watching this, get out there and do your thing. Go mm-hmm. down to SoFi Stadium in Englewood 
get your signs, get your get your chance going, get out there and and do it because he'll see that. He'll see that because then all of a sudden NFL Network will pick up on it. And NFL Network, wait a minute, why are people protesting outside SoFi Stadium? What's what's going? Wait, Arso? Oh, oh, huh? Well, what's this all about? Stan Kroenke, Kroenke Sports and Entertainment, boy, they own they own Arsenal. These people are Arsenal supporters protesting outside. He must have done something bad to get people yeah. protesting out here and then do it outside uh, whatever it is in Colorado. It used to be the Pepsi Center where the Nuggets and Avalanche play and protest outside there because then all of a sudden you get the NBA. NBA TV picks it up. NHL Network picks it up. And now, now all of a sudden you have three major American sports leagues where he owns teams saying, well, why are all these Arsenal fans outside your American stadiums protesting? What did you do? What on earth did you do to these? Pretty good point, that mate. That they're that they're protesting over here now. Yeah. So yeah, pretty yeah. good point. Or oh, we could ring up Vince McMahon. He don't like him. Have you got Vince McMahon's phone number? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, right. Yeah, I'm, I'll text yeah. him right now. Dude, text him, dude, right text now. him and tell him what's going on because he don't well, like him. Does actually, he? Vince. Vince is a little older. He he's not real up on smartphone technology. But I'm going to text Shane and Steph right now. Oh, so. there you go. Do that. Then. Do that. Do that. Um, trip Triple H might hunt me down if I text his wife again. So, uh, while while this has been going on, we have got a game tomorrow night um, against the Toffees, against Everton. On a fucking Uh, Friday. On a Friday night. Imagine that. Friday night football. Um, For our convenience, Craig. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Um, Now... I am. I'm, I'm actually quite nervous about this game, but for the wrong reasons. I, I'm very nervous to see what kind of performance we're going to get um, from Arsenal. But I'm also more, a bit more concerned about are Everton going to be three times more up for this than than they would normally be because of well, you bastards, you were going to leave us behind. You, you know, you were going to take all the money. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm a bit nervous about it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think they've beat... I think this is right. I think I saw a stat earlier to say that they haven't beaten us at home since 1996. Uh, Dan, you might clarify that for me. Uh, I think I might be right in saying that. But the fixtures haven't been all that great with Everton um, over the years. But, Chris, while, uh, while, while Dan's looking at that, a, a dangerous side, man. Calvert-Lewin back in the team. Um, Andre Gomez coming back into the team. It's going to be a tough one. It will be a tough one. Um, can I, I'll be completely honest. Because of what's all that's happened this week, I don't really give... And because I think the league's pretty much it's done. true. If I you don't, don't care really about give, it, we won't talk about it. I was just trying to kind of... I don't give I don't give too much of a monkey's about it. What I want to see is I want to see plenty of rotation because... It, all the eggs are in the Villarreal basket mm. right now, and Unai Emery is—he uh, is rubbing his hands together. He's doing a proper Mr. Burns right now. He's—he's yeah, he's yeah. sitting there saying excellent because he's—he's he, he's ready and waiting for a distraction more than anything else. So for me, what I want to see think, though, is um, I want to see a rotation. When you talk about rotation, don't you think like with Lacazette out now, Aubameyang out? We're obviously good. we're going to have to see some form of rotation, but I don't want to see too much because I think Arteta might use tomorrow to have a look at the team that he wants to play Villarreal ne- next week. Um, Lacazette being out, Abamyang being out, surely the front four is going to be 
um, Saka on the left, Pepe on the right, uh, Smith Rowe behind Martinelli. Surely to God, surely to God, that is what we'll see tomorrow. I don't know. Um, I would love to see a bit of Balogun. Why not? Um, I would too. Yeah, yeah, I would too. But maybe Martinelli on the left. When when you when you you take a player to a Europa League game and then come back, um, you take a you take a player to a Europa League game, play him for five minutes, come back, draw one all with Fulham, then in your press conference say that he didn't have he had to play Lacazette because he didn't have the quality up front. He he didn't have the players uh, to give Lacazette a rest. And Balogun's not even on the bench. Um, playing Balogun, no, I don't think we'll see it. I don't know what goes on inside Arteta's head sometimes um, when when we people ask him. him. We all told him rest Lacazette. You've only got one fit striker. We did. He doesn't listen. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't I, watch the shows. I have to. I I have to say I was one of the ones that said I wanted him to play because I wanted to keep his form up. Yeah, I think you said only half hour though. Well, I did. I did say sixty minutes. To be fair. I've put in our chat the Everton things. The last oh, time we lost was to I, them. Was I right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I, I was. 20th of January, 1996. We lost 2-1. Um, knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. And then before that, uh, the 28th of March, 1987, lost 1-0 at home. So, yeah. Tanner, tomorrow, let's get a quick prediction from you before we go. We're running out of time. Oh, boy. The sound um, of a happy Arsenal fan. Yeah, that's it. I, I, have, I have no clue. This, I, I have no idea. I, I swear to God, I have no idea on this. I, I will say that I do slightly disagree with the league. I, I mean, we are not that far off of European qualification. Europa League. The top top four is done. But um, I, I do think there's still something to play for in the league. Um. So I, I want to see at the very least as, as strong a side as he can put out. And yeah, we don't like the Friday game, um, but it is a bit of a blessing in disguise because we get a little bit more time off between games, not playing Sunday, then Thursday. So we get an extra day to rest. Um, but uh, hope against hope. Um, it's the hope that kills you, as we say, but um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Arsenal win. I don't know how. I don't know why. Um, it, it's just the power of positive thinking, baby. That's all I got for you. Dan, come on, son. Well, if Everton uh, fans were there, I would hope they would be chanting ESL scum, ESL scum. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shame they're not going to be there because as much as I a bloody EDL rally, didn't it? I thought that after. <laughs> as, as much as I don't like Scousers, I, I do quite like Everton fans, and they are they are full of the bants, as, as the youths today say. I'm just looking at Everton's away form. They lost uh, away at Chelsea, and then before that, they didn't lose again until the first of November away at Newcastle. Since then, they've had what seven or eight well wins and three draws and one loss in the last 12 games. Um, we've got no one up front. He's probably going to change the entire defence. He might give Matt Macy another run. Uh, I'm not I'm not confident of a win because Everton on their day, they've got some really good people up front, Calvert-Lewin, Rodriguez, even though it seems he didn't have the sex change that, that all the WhatsApp groups were saying that he's had a sex change. <laughs> Fuck, you know. That's April for you. Um I, I I could see us if if we're lucky we get maybe a one one draw but I can see them beating us maybe maybe two one 
I hate to say it, but plus we're at home, which is always a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. That's very Danny, true. Danny, Danny, for every reason that you just that you just listed, to, we're going to have a blinder tomorrow. I'm telling. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, it's going to be one of those games. I think where we we either win three or four nil, or we get beat three or four nil. Um, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Do you know what? I've got a feeling. I don't know why. Two two keeps popping up in my head. A good old Desmond. It keeps popping up in my head. I've got a weird feeling about a Desmond two two. The last time I went to watch Arsenal and Everton, it was 2-2. Thomas Rosicki scored an equaliser in the last minute and there was a blizzard during the game. It was quite quite fun, actually. And I was sitting right next to the Everton fans. And I'll never forget it. There was a, a, an Everton fan on the rather large side and um, he didn't like my banter. Let's just say that. Um, he got quite annoyed with me. Um, but unfortunately, that's the side of me when I've got about eight pints of Carl in extra cold into me before I went into the ground. Anyway, oh, I was, well, well, you see, I, I got the ticket off me, mate. You see, I didn't, I didn't really know where I, I didn't really know where the seat was. So I'm kind of walking around the walking around the stadium. Block G, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Went in, walked in, got me seat, and I was like, oh yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) I was literally, you know, when you can, well, you've been to the stadium where the, or people who've seen it on the telly, where the white bar runs along to separate the away fans. I was leaning on that. All right, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Eight points of Carlin in me. How's it going? (laughs) Uh, It was a great day out. It was a great day out. I'll never forget that one. So if you are watching Mr. Large Everton supporter, my apologies. It wasn't me. I'm a really nice guy, really. Um, it was just the uh, lager that had um, overtaken me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what a day that was! I remember that I, we were we were in a bar up the road. I think it was, it was over the road from the. It was over the road from the Eaglet down the road a bit, and we're drink, drinking in this bar, and um, I'm sitting there drinking me a pint of Carn and Ice Cold. Don't know what number it was. But this this petition comes in front of me on a clipboard, right? And I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget it. In that handwriting on this petition, it said, uh, Dear guest, uh, please sign this petition so I can have strippers in this pub on a Thursday night. <laughs> Classy pub. Classy pub. Don't you love Holloway Road? Right? Just, like, you know, just it, looking at it, it going like... You uh, still yeah. signed it, though, didn't you? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, no well, problem, wait a minute. Right? Now, now, did it specify <laughs> female or male strippers? Well, oh, I don't know. I was, I, was going back to, I was going back to Ireland the next day, so I didn't care. But <laughs> I signed it for him anyway. So, um, yeah, this, this, what a day that was. What a day. What a day. The trains are broken down. I'll never forget it. Trying to get back from London to, to Clacton. Oh, my God. What a day that was. What a day. I'll never forget it. But anyway... Thank you to everyone who's watched us live this afternoon. Um, it's really, really is much appreciated. Thanks for all the interaction in the chat. Um, if you've liked what you've seen this evening, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, liking, retweeting, and all that jazz, you know what to do. Um, Tanner, thank you very much, mate, for coming on. Uh, the host of the same old Arsenal podcast USA, if anyone didn't know. Thank you very much and for everything you do for us over the pond, mate. Yeah, but pleasure, you, man. Thank you. You also do have your own endeavors. So where can people find you um, uh, Just on the YouTubes? Just search Bearded Gooner Media on YouTube. You'll find me there. We are on 
well on our way to 1,000 subscriptions if you find me. And uh, if you could drop a subscription to the channel, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. There you go. There you go. Head over to BGG, BG Media. Get over there and subscribe. Danny, Danny, Danny boy. Thank you very much for your time as always, mate. Much appreciated. It's been a giggle. Thanks for inviting me. Always a giggle. Always a giggle. And Christopher, legacy fan, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> where can people find your fantastic blogs and where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter is a suburban goon and uh, the blog is suburbangunas.com thank you very much get over there no absolutely mate thanks for your time it's much appreciated get over there support the lads um, who come on here and talk with me uh, for an hour so yeah it's on to tomorrow tomorrow's going to be a very interesting day around north london uh, especially around the emirates stadium Um, i'm sure we're all going to be glued to the tv to see what's going to be happening I'm sure throughout the day there's going to be stuff on Twitter. I mean, I've even seen a geezer on Twitter doing a video panning over about a hundred red and white flares that he's got yes. ready. Um, the Arsenal Banksy yeah, or something. That he's got ready to go. So I mean, look, this ain't going to be no. This ain't going to be no Spurs one where ten people turn up and say, you know, why why ain't Chaz and Dave here? You know, like I think this one is going to be big. Um, I think Arsenal fans have had enough now and I'm standing by what I say I think the European Super League the way it's come about and the way it's left has been a little silver lining for this club because it's the Cronkies guards are down um, and for me it's time to finish them off now finish them off you know I'm, I'm not I'm not advocating them in any way they've, they've got to go they've, he's got to sell us like I said like I said earlier on we're no we're of no importance to them anymore we're the chess piece that's broken. No good. We're no good for him. Just get rid of us, mate. Sell us. Leave us alone. Go back to America and 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 do your thing in America. Leave English football. Let someone come in who understands about football, um, and and understands what the fans want out of football. Just let. Just please. Oh, there's a lot of things. There's other things, lots of things I want to say to you, but I can't. I want to try and <laughs> a little bit professional here, but just sell us, Stan. Leave. Go, please. Until we see you again, uh, we'll probably be Monday night now because uh, no team talk tomorrow um, because Dan's busy. So until we see you again, probably Monday night, take care of yourselves and each other and up the Arsenal. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.